The global pandemic has left millions of couples unsure of when and how they can get married. Hi, I'm Julie Sabatino, the owner of The Stylish Bride. And for the last 17 years, I've been working with clients on all of the fashion elements of their weddings. I know firsthand that as a bride today, you're faced with many hard decisions and lots of complicated feelings, but you also really want to enjoy this special time in your life. We're going to talk about all of it. Through interviews with industry icons, real brides, and some boots on the ground knowledge, I'm here to help you navigate the tricky waters of getting married in the time of COVID and hopefully have some fun along the way. Welcome to season two of the podcast. I am so glad you're here. In the past episodes of my podcast, I've introduced our sponsor, Suba Skincare, and talked about how their hand sanitizer, Subatizer, has been a game changer for me. I carry it everywhere, and it's been amazing to have, especially as I stress about the new variants of COVID and worry about how to keep my family safe. Now, I know I can be a little obsessive, but I feel better when I'm prepared. So I stuff my purse and my car and my kids' backpacks with multiple masks and bottles of Supatizer and Super Soap. It gives me so much peace of mind to know that we're not depending on the stuff they give you in the store or school, because honestly, who knows if they will even have it. I don't know if you've had this experience lately, but I feel like every bathroom I use has an empty soap dispenser. I mean, I guess that's a good sign that people are using it, but if I didn't have my super soap with me, I'd be kind of grossed out. As it is, I never touch a doorknob that's not in my own house, but I can't even imagine not washing my hands. Listen, there's a lot of sanitizer options out there, way more than there used to be. But what I love about this product is that even though it has the CDC recommended percentage of alcohol, it's still moisturizing because of the plant extracts they use. And at the end of the day, I've used it 50 times and my hands feel better than they did in the morning. And that's really saying something. I know that as you are planning your wedding, all of you are thinking of ways to keep your guests safe. Giving sanitizer has become common practice, so I encourage you to check out Supa for yours. Between their really cool packaging and the great scent, you won't be disappointed. And for large orders, they'll even match the colors of your wedding. Their website is supaskincare.com, and you can also find them on Instagram at the Skincare. And as always, you can get a 20% discount by entering the code TSB20. Welcome back to the Stylish Bride podcast. And today I am so excited to be here with Courtney Prince, who I would definitely call an industry friend. And she is the founder and creative director of Dolores Petunia, I would say the foremost flower girl brand company in the industry. And I'm so excited to have you here today. Courtney, thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. It is so wonderful to be here. It is such a treat. And just right off the bat, I have to say to you that I have such a unique vantage point within the industry because I sort of see sort of I'm starting to see that as people are coming around the finish line, like that's the point that I see them at. And it is so wonderful for me to hear what wonderful things your clients have to say about you. And my favorite part about working with with clients that come from you is they're always so relaxed and stress-free. And I really think that speaks so well of the knowledge that you bring to all of your clients. So I just wanted to just really just, just let you know how much I appreciate 
what you're doing. And I think with this podcast, it's such an informative and wonderful piece of information that you're getting out there that doesn't exist. And so I just really wanted to say how just grateful and appreciative I am to be here today. And I'm so excited to talk with you more. I, so you know, thank um, you for saying that. That's really um, makes my day and I appreciate it. And I feel the same about you. And ever since I found out about you and gosh, I'm trying to remember now how that even happened. We met it. It was 2015 bridal market is when okay. we met for the first time. Okay. I remember. And, I, and you came in and I was like, who is that? She oh. is wonderful. So. Oh. <laughs> Guys, I am not paying her. So, you know, you didn't know that. <laughs> I think that what struck me about you was your creativity and your unique perspective in what is, I think, often the very last thing to be thought of and planned, which is the children's attire. When I met you and I was just, you know, amazed at the quality of your work and the Mm -hmm. detail um, that you pay to it. So what I want to share with our listeners today is not only about you and your business, but how they should start thinking and when they should start thinking about their kids. Absolutely. It's important because we need to reframe it a little bit, how we think about flower girls, I think. So I would love, I'd love to talk to you about my story and how I got into this. So I, I think of myself as the flower girl expert and it all happened very much by accident. Uh, when I was getting married, you know, it was before I got married in 2010. It was really before all this sort of craziness of Instagram and what your wedding should look like and, and all of this. And so I was just really focused on obviously coming from a design background. I was a jewelry and accessory designer. I still, I still have a separate line that I do that, but with my own wedding, I just had this vision of what I wanted it to be like. And I didn't have a wedding planner, my husband and my family, and I did it all together but we went through every detail really lovingly and thought about what we wanted and, and what, what meant something to us. And I was getting married in Utah, which is my home state. And I was so inspired by the night sky being in New York, you know, it, it sort of floods out the stars. And so every time I got an opportunity to go home and, and see the stars, and I knew that that's what I really wanted to share with our guests that were coming in from out of town. And so my vision through the wedding was just incorporating stars in any way that I could. I just really loved that idea. And so when we got to the flower girl dresses, I thought it would be so cute to make them look kind of like little constellations. The thing is, I've always really loved, you know, obviously we go to weddings and we want to see the bride's dress and we want to go on the dance floor, but I always really love the moment that the kids just come tumbling down the aisle. I think it's this sort of brief moment of levity and joyousness within, you know, an otherwise pretty serious event that I just think it's a neat kind of thing to highlight. So my flower girls at the time, my original flower girls were my very, very good childhood friends, little girls. And when she had them before I'd ever even met my husband, I was like, you are going to be my flower girls. I just felt just, I just had this vision of it. So when it came time to picking their dresses, it was as important to me as, as my wedding dress and what my mom wore and what my bridesmaids wore. It was, it was part of this whole like tapestry that I was trying to weave together. I didn't have kids at the time. I hadn't had any exposure into the children's market. And I was just shocked. And again, this was 2010, but it was like a ghost town. There was, there were no options. There were white sacks that you could put a sash on. And then there was sort of a pageant, sort of very over the top (laughs) kind of, kind of look, which just, you know, for some, for some, you know, God bless you, but it's not my thing. So I was a competitive figure skater growing up. And my favorite part of it was that I used to design and make my costumes with my mom. And so I was like, okay, well, this isn't 
that much different. Let's figure it out. And with the help of a local family friend who is an amazing seamstress, I made the flower girl dresses for my flower girls. And I didn't think anything more about it. I was just so excited to do something that they would just adore and love. And we got married. There's obviously stories within that. But for the purpose of today, I wasn't thinking of anything of it. And my photographer's photos, you know, she posted them in, in the ways that photographers post photos. And the photos of my flower girl dresses went viral. It was sort of like one day I hadn't even thought about it at all. And the next day I had hundreds of emails, you know, in my inbox and was getting inundated with phone calls. And it literally went from the phone would ring and it would be a celebrity with that's just known by their first name asking for me to make a dress for their child. And I literally at this point I've made one, you know, one dress. <laughs> I'm like, wow. okay, let, let's figure this out. Um, I was having royal families sending representatives out to meet with me suddenly. And I literally didn't know, you know, what I what I was doing. The sort of the height of it that I think was the most funny was that, and this is again, you know, I started started taking requests from people and I would go out and I'd figure out how to do it. And I'd work, you know, I was, I was getting it going and I, the doorbell rings and it's Mindy Weiss at my house. And I, at the time had no idea who she was mm-hmm. or sort of what she did. And, you and know, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> for those of you that don't know, she's a wedding planner in LA and has a, a quite a celebrity following. So just for those. Yeah, and she's, I mean, she's absolutely, she's a treat. She's a delight. She's amazing. And I, I really, feel really honored that she, you know, trusted me in those early stages. And I think what was, I think what was different about how the vantage point that I came in with is that I was looking at it from the start. I was looking at it from the perspective of what's comfortable on the child. How do they feel good in what they're wearing? How do they feel comfortable? How does the bride feel about how this looks within her feel, you know, her event? How does the mom feel about how this looks on her child? I was looking at this whole sort of holistic uh, thought process and and sort of how that makes my brand different is that most of my, you know, most of the people within this industry, a lot of times flower girls are, they're an afterthought. They're oh, taking yeah. extra fabric that they have left over. They cut it in sort of a, you know, it's a shell top with, with some t- tool on the skirt and, and they just grade it by size. To give you just a quick example with that, you know, a lot of times people will come to us with flower girl dresses and they'll have a, a two-year-old a five-year-old and a 12-year-old, and they want them all to be in the same dress. And that's, I think, something that's different with us. And I can talk about this more as we go on. But we really think about how does we grade each pattern based on each size, or we're making each dress custom. We're really thinking about how each child can feel their best on this really important you know, celebration and day. No, I think that so, that's amazing. And I think that one of the hardest parts is when you have an age range like that, because I can tell you as a mom of a 13 year old girl, it wasn't too long ago, she was 12. And that is a very, very different dress than what you would put your four-year-old in. And absolutely. And that's something that I think is really important, you know, and I'd love to talk to you about some tips that I, you know, would suggest for what, how to make your flower girl experience the best. And one of those for sure is that regardless if you get a dress from us and I can tell you, you know, part of what we do, we offer a core collection, but then we also do custom dresses, which are, you know, two different things. And we can talk about that, but 
the biggest service that we offer our clients is that we make things made to measure. And that's really, really important because children are not one size fits all. Sometimes they're tall and skinny. Sometimes they're, everybody has a different shape and a different body and it's always at a different time period. And so one of the things that we really suggest to people, whether they go with us or not, is really thinking about getting a dress and having it tailored to fit so that it fits really well on that day on, on the specific child's body. We think we think about things really differently. And what makes us really special is again, we tailor what looks good on a two-year-old. So like, we're going to make the skirt more poofy and the bodice is going to be shorter. And, you know, by the time you're six, the waist is going to drop. You're in that age where you're not a baby, but you're also, you know, not a 12 year old. And so we've got to be making those adjustments so that it works perfectly at each age. I mean, I think that's Um, a great tip. And I think that one of the reasons that people might leave this to the end is because children grow and a year before, you don't know what that kid is really going to look like or what their height is. Are they going to have a growth spurt? So how do you compensate for that in the ordering process? So how we do that at Dolores Petunia is that we encourage clients to order as soon as they're ready. And what ordering with us means, you know, you can order off of our website and, and dresses have standard lead times and, and you're welcome to do that at any point. But how we how we handle it when we're advising the client on our best practices is that we suggest that clients place an order whenever they're ready to block off time on our schedule. That then allows us to pinpoint, okay, so the wedding is on September 6th as an example, we'll then count back three months from that. And that will be the date that we will ask to request to have either the size selection or the measurements submitted. And at that point, we make the dress and then we send it out six weeks later so that people have it six weeks before the wedding in case any other, you know, any other alterations or such are needed. But it really is within that three-month window that you're going to have the best indication of how large, you know, what what size of dress or outfit is needed for that window. So that's going to be a good indication. The one caveat that I would say to that, when we ever experience, if we ever see a growth spurt, it it always happens over the summer. So whenever we have a client, if they come to us in June and they're getting married in September, we always double check the measurements again mid-summer to make sure that we you know, to account for anything. If ever there's an issue, it's that. But also another thing that we do with all of our dresses is we make sure that there is ample seam allowance inside each dress Mm -hmm. so that things can be taken up or taken down and and really adjust for your needs on that day. That's so important. I think that, um, you know, really all attire should be like that because people do change as we've seen a lot during this pandemic, especially. So um, I think that that's amazing. Now, tell me a little bit about the differential between your core collection that people can go online and buy and your custom work and what percentage of your business is each. I've come to the conclusion that there are three different types of flower girls. And really that comes down to that there's sort of three types of flower girls that the bride and groom favor. And I think that the, the first key is figuring out which one of those that you fall into. And then and then from there, it's I can sort of advise you in which way direction to go. So those three categories would be traditional, effortless, and on theme. And so let me explain those a little bit to you. Traditional yeah. is fairly easy to understand. So especially with the popularity of the royal weddings and and all that all the royal weddings that we've that we've experienced over the last few years. Traditional would be, you know, you can think to any of those, and that's a very classic look. Now, so we do a number of traditional dresses on our website. We'll offer whatever your picture, your idea of in your head that would exist within our core collection. We clients will come to us and they'll ask us to do 
custom outfits that sort of are variation off of that. But again, that would be something that would be based on our core collection, which would have just a slight change to it. The next range of of flower girls, I would say, would be effortless. And again, that's people that, you know, maybe it's a beach wedding, something that's going to have a little bit more of a just casual nature to it. We, again, we offer those through our core collection or people could come to us and say, you know what, these are the elements of my wedding that I'd like to incorporate into this. And uh, let's go from there. The third element would be the on theme. And what I mean by that would be sort of getting more to what I did with my wedding, thinking about how it fits within this greater picture of your own wedding theme. And we would tailor the flower girl dress in that instance. That would be a specific instance where we would suggest that you really go custom. So that was sort of a lot of a lot of words. And let me just say that again. So the core collection, you can go on our website at any point, order them. They're dresses that we feel like really work perfectly within a wide range of weddings leaning more into the traditional. We also offer if you have um, specific, so, so I think sort of what makes us special, and I feel like I'm bouncing around a little bit, I apologize. But I think what makes us really special is people can come to us and they can show us the specifics of their event. And we will tailor our dresses, be that a core collection dress or come up with something completely custom for them. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's almost like there's three levels. There's the order it off the site. There's semi-custom where you'll make tweaks to the existing one. And then there's the full custom route. Perfectly said. And what, you know, just to give people an idea of a price range, you know, where the core collection starts at what? About 250. Okay. Sky's the limit for the, uh, the, the, the sky can go to the limit. Yes. And, 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 you know, and it, and it really depends. And so Part of what people have to understand with what we're doing is we're actually, you know, obviously there are ranges within that, but we really do make couture garments and how we, what that means in this instance is that, you know, we're handcrafting each pattern. Every, every pattern piece is hand cut. We're lining up seams. We're using the fabrics on the inside of the dress are lined in breathable silks, or if it's, if it's in a hot venue, you know, we'll switch that to a really wonderful sort of gauzy cotton, whatever feels good against the skin. At the end of the day, your wedding photos end up being what you save from all of this. And we really look at it like we are the costume designers that are brought in to pay special attention to make sure that the children in the wedding party look as look and feel as wonderful as possible in all, in all of these photos that you save and that end up on your mantle. I can and give so, a great example of that because I actually I just came back from a wedding that we did for a special client of mine in Charlottesville. And it was absolutely stunning. And really for this particular bride, no detail was too small. Like she customized um, with the help of her planners, which you know were absolutely fabulous. So their name is a little ditty and they're out of Charlottesville. But every single detail of this wedding was customized and perfect and chic and beautiful. I had introduced her to you, gosh, probably, I don't know, maybe in the fall or maybe it was a little later in January. I just knew it was wonderful. It was, it was just great. And I, I just knew that you were the perfect person to design dresses for the little girls um, and the boy, actually you did the, yeah, we did the, we did the page boy as well. Yeah. Yeah. But the point of my story is that you designed the most beautiful white dress for the little girls. And then the sash, I have to tell you, I was taking it out. I mean, I knew what was going on, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I thought I was going to see, but 
I was blown away. So there's all of the bridesmaids were in a different blue dress that we kind of choreographed and some of them were floral and some of them were solid. And it was, it was beautiful, but the little flower girls had the right color blue sash that was hand painted by Courtney with the Mm -hmm. flowers in the exact theme of what the wedding flowers were going to be. And it was spectacular. We, yeah, we matched the wedding in the invitation lining, the sleeve lining on in, inside. It was really fun. And that's what I love to do. So so part of what I loved here, so to give you an example, and this is so much of why I love working with you, is you brought these clients to me early. So we got the ability to block out the time and really do something really special and unique for them. And we that 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 always is our favorite thing to do. And this was so I look at it like some brides get married and they, you know, they pick their dress and that's enough. And they just want to be able to order something off the rack. And, and, and again, that's what we have our core collection for that. We can sort of show them that you're automatically going to get something that you love. But what we really love doing, the thing that we kind of just get so excited every morning is when we get the opportunity to work with a client and they come in and they tell us the story of their event. And we get to sort of be this last piece of the story that ties it all together on, you know, through the flower girl. I, I think of it the same way as the cake and the invitation and all these things. How can we really immerse ourselves into this world that you're creating and sort of put the cherry on top? That's that's, oh, that's always our goal. And, you know, they always steal the show. Truly at every wedding that has, you know, flower girls or ring bearers, it is, it's just that moment. Like you said in the beginning, you said it so perfectly. It's just that moment of joy and the kids, it just kind of levels. It like takes all the tension out of the air because I think yeah. that, that moment right before you go down the aisle can be really stressful, but there is nothing cuter than the flower girls and ring bearers. Well, and it's, you know, and I think so the the history of flower girls, the tradition dates back to, you know, the Roman times when it was supposed to be this sort of um, good luck omen for your fertility into the future, that whole kind of, you know, mumbo jumbo kind of, I mean, it's evolved since then, but I think it's actually... For me, it's a couple of things. First of all, it's such a metaphor for the bride's journey to the altar that she started out as this little girl and, you know, and now, and now here she is. But on top of that, I really think, and especially coming out of this year that has been trying on so many levels, we have this opportunity to really re-remember what these things are about and to celebrate the ceremonies. And so for me, you know, some people are want to have kids in their wedding and some don't. I just think it's such a beautiful uh, sort of full circle moment and a great way to celebrate the people that, you know, that we really care about in our life, which also I will tell you with our flower girl dresses, this is another thing that we really think about is, you know, people will say, well, they only wear it once. And, you know, we always, we always, they end up wearing it again at their Christmas photos and they wear it to their recital. And and we, we always end up getting photos from clients where they show us that they wore these dresses more than that. But with each dress, what we do, again, we're trying to make this as special of an experience for this little flower girl as possible because like happy kids make happy photos, makes a happy day, like it takes away stress, all that. But we really are always thinking about how can we make this even more special for our clients? So we embroider the child's name and the event date inside of each dress. And we're always getting messages from our clients and photos that they're showing us that they, you know, hang it up in their room afterwards. It's just this pretty sort of piece of art for their kids. It's why we do what we do. We just really love, love being able to interact with our clients on such an important day. And I mean, we all being in the wedding industry, you know, together, we all kind of have this, this love for it. You have to, or you could not sustain (laughs) hanging in there for I would love to kind of finish up by having you tell us some tips that brides out there should consider when thinking about their children's attire. And I don't want to just limit it to, I know we're kind of focusing on flower girls. Ring bearers in some ways are almost even harder because 
there's nothing cute out there for little boys. It's so hard. Well, and we've just started. We've just started. We're getting our toes. I actually, I'm the mother of two little boys who make flower girl dresses. So I'm, you know, little boys attire is very important to me. We just are really figuring everything we do, we want to do really well. So we're very kind of, we're doing a rollout with that right now. We love, we love when clients are sent to us for that. And it's, but it's not something that we're as advertising as much right now, but we're definitely taking orders on that if needed. But I would love to tell you some tips and some just, yes, you know, a couple of little things that I've jotted down. So I think the first thing up front that people should think about, well, they should think about who they would obviously want to be in their, in their wedding. You know, I, we do, sometimes it's the client's children. Sometimes, you know, it's the niece's nephew. Sometimes it's a really good friend's child. It's, it's, you know, and then we think about like our clients in the UK, for example, which I feel like is trickling into the U S is that they'll oftentimes not have bridesmaids and just have little, you know, have flower girls. So we're seeing more and more of that. But So you should think about who you want to be involved. Uh, the second thing is to really think about who's going to pay for the dress, getting all of the sort of stressful points out of the way right off the bat, who's going to pay for it, who's going to decide what it looks like. Is it going to be something the bride decides? Is the mom involved? Is the child involved? You know, just figure out however those dynamics work best for you. But it's always best to just get all of that kind of out in the open in the beginning, because weddings can be really stressful. So there's no need to kind of make it into more stressful, I think, than it needs to be. To that same point, we suggest that when you're thinking about bridesmaids dresses, that's when you should be thinking about flower girls and page boys. Like it should be all happening together to complement itself and also to allow the time, especially in this year that we've come out of. I mean, there's no such thing as overnight shipping anymore. Like it really, it's, it's a stressful, not to make, not to make things sound scary, but it, it, it's, it's, there are more challenges uh, that that we are dealing with these days. And so you really want to give the vendors as much time as, as they need, because to create these these special unique pieces, it, it does take extra time. So again, at minimum, I would be thinking of it three months before when the wedding date is. Again, that's really the, the moment we like to be thinking about what the child size is. But oftentimes clients are coming to us months and months in advance. Sometimes the minute they're getting engaged just to let us know what their date is and block it out just like you would with a photographer or another vendor. That doesn't mean we need to decide what the dress looks like. doesn't mean we need to know what the size is. It just means we're like going to be working with you and blocking out this chunk of time for you. So again, whether it's with us or with anyone else, we really do suggest buying early because you always have the option if it's somebody that you're buying off the rack to six weeks, go in and have it tailored. So it fits perfectly in, in your, right. you know, you're good to go. And to that um, end, I just want to add one thing to that end. I think that it's important if you're going to do that to always size up because just like with a wedding absolutely. dress, you can take something in uh, much more easily than let it out. Absolutely. And I mean, I do that even with my own clothes, you know, I'm thinking about, I'd rather buy it and then have it, have it. You can always take it down exactly. As you said, another thing to think about right from the start are shoes Shoes are really complicated, especially if you have a wide range. A goal of mine is to is to develop a shoe line that would have all of the, the sizes so that yeah. it's not this mix and match and hard to find something in one size and then in the other. Just sort of thinking ahead of time of what the whole vision is, working on it, just so it doesn't feel stressed. It can be fun. Also with shoes, we really suggest finding if it's anybody under like the age of six, a shoe with a strap across the the top of the foot that can even be with elastic, but you just don't want to have any of those little, little things. Again, our goal is just to make sure everything fits and looks right so that when those photos happen and, you know, when everyone's there, everybody feels great and it's, it's a happy experience, you know, across the board. 
Hey, one thing on that too, I can't tell you the number of uh, band-aids I have put on little feet and it is yeah. the saddest thing. Like you have a very, very upset flower girl when she has a blister. So make sure that their shoes are comfortable and that they're not just cute and put a sock on them if you can. I know that barefoot can be very cute, but I think that, you know, it can also create a lot of problems. So anyway, just wanted yeah, to. Yeah. And that's, and that's another thing, you know, sort of an unofficial tip would be just be thinking about this, like an experience for your flower girl. This can be kind of scary or it can be fun. It can be all sorts of things and trying to figure out how can we, how can we make this family and community, you know, experience and make it into a fun, fun time. Um, my final tip that I was going to say is that I think sashes are really a great way to pull things together. You know, you can buy a dress off the rack and, you know, we're going to, we're actually setting up a custom sash bar so you can come and have your sash, you know, we'll go in and we'll match it to your bridesmaids colors, but that's something, you know, you can do from anywhere. It's, you know, maybe, maybe go on Etsy and have somebody make a sash that matches the dresses or again, you know, you can watch, I, I posted on Instagram painting the sashes. There's a lot of different ways that you can use the sash kind of as the through line to tie the bridesmaids and the groomsmen and everybody together, like in a nice, pretty bow. And, and it's also great. I like to think about flower girls, how they look coming down the aisle, because that's really where the photograph is going to be. Oh, absolutely. From behind. These are fantastic tips. And, um, you know, I really, really appreciate you being here, Courtney. I love your work. I love working with you. And for all of you, you. thank you for all of you out there, check out her website. It's DoloresPetunia.com. And so is your Instagram handle. And you guys have to check it out. And thank you again. And our boys line, which will be starting soon is going to be Constable Browning. So. Oh, that's adorable. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, definitely check it out. I can't wait. And thank you again. And thank you. I appreciate it. And I will talk to you soon. You too. Take care. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks so much for joining us today. I hope it was helpful. I'd love to hear from you. So please reach out if you have any questions or if you just want to say hi. Either way, send me a DM on Instagram. My handle is at the stylish bride. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts from so you never miss an episode on how to be dressed, styled, and down the aisle. Bye for now. Bye.